the sky is ours and unite up welcome you to an episode of voices of reality an interview podcast where we talk about mental health education systems feminism and many other topics hello all and uh, today we have, have with us arohi joshi a dog lover who firmly believes that to teach is to learn twice over hoping to become a better version of myself of herself and hoping to shape better human beings for the future thank you for taking our time today and joining us for the interview Thank you. It's a pleasure. I'm really excited. Starting off, um, you are an individual who is keen on working towards the social change. What is the key factor which encourages you to do the same? So I think um, it has a lot to do with your personal purpose or what makes you happy in life. And I think I realized very early on that for me, um, when I could do something to comfort someone or when I could do something to give someone some happiness. it made me really happy and i felt really gratified so i think a lot of times uh, people think of the social sector as something that you're just giving and giving and some very noble selfless act but i don't think it's like that at all i think it's a lot of mutual giving and receiving um and i just think that it's not the way you know people will be like oh social worker and like they have all sorts of notions about these people and it's not like that at all i think you learn so much and you get so much more like the gratification is next level so right so um, as you mentioned that there's a lot of learning that is involved in the process so could you share something from your personal experience as to you know what you have learned and what this teaches you as a human being right yeah so i think um i was working with this not like my first non profit experience was make a difference um and i think i learned very early on that you know it's not people were i've always growing up i've always heard of you know people putting away some money or they're going to be like once we retire we'll do this or i can't spend this money right now you know and i think mad taught me make a difference taught me that you don't have to do something with your life first and then help others you know you can do it side by side you can grow and you can help someone else grow and they also were so trusting like i, I was just 18 when i joined mad and to trust me with like you know that okay here's the money do a camp for 40 kids or you know whatever so i think it taught me a lot of responsibility and a lot of teamwork like a lot of team management because i don't think any sort of social change can happen with one person i think it has to be a team effort so that's another skill that i'm still best friends with all those people who i met there so yeah that's nice thank you for your insight um and continuing uh, you know teaching young students is a task which requires a lot of patience and a lot of skill as well So, what are the few challenges that you have faced, and how have you overcome them uh, throughout the process? Okay, so I, I was I'm not a very patient person by nature, and that's something that when I started working with kids with special needs, um, my first day only, I came into the class and I was like, "Hi," and this kid just spit on my face. Um, and I think that's when I was just like, "Oh, okay." Like, what do I do? Like. obviously i'm not going to shout at the child and you know so i think you learn patience it's not something that i think you can read all about patience but you have to go through very testing times to truly learn it um but i think something that i feel is more important is actually people who work um with children or people who work in the social sector they have a lot of mental burnout and i think if you don't find ways to um let out all that and vent it out it's just going to build up and it's going to really sabotage your personal life so um you know i think it's really important to do something that helps you relieve all of um relieve you of all of those emotions and the stress that's associated with working in environments where you cannot give your natural response 
So naturally, if I am, you know, seeing a child in distress, I want to do something, but maybe I cannot do something. So what do you do then? So you have to find a way to, you know, cope with it and soothe yourself. So, yeah. Right. So um, just adding on that like you spoke about mental burnout and, you know, letting out your emotions. So any ideas or any suggestions you have for our listeners as to what are a few ways you would went out with your, like from your personal insight and uh, what would you suggest to our listeners as well? So I think you have to take out some time after. So like, for example, if you're eating, if you're going to that environment, which is mentally taking a toll on you, you need to every day when you come back, set aside an hour where you're just, you know, breathing and not doing anything. At least that's what really worked for me. But I needed that space to just, you know, let go of all of that. Otherwise, of course, I think with mental health, I am a strong advocate of going to a therapist because I think a lot of times in today's day and age, we have so much information on social media about mental health and it can actually be quite misleading. So maybe someone who really needs help is just, you know, looking at stuff on their newsfeed and they're not at all getting the help they need. So I think definitely if it's something that you don't think you're able to control it and the feelings are just escalating, it's really important to reach out for help. So. I agree with you on that. And uh, additionally, you know, young students are really sensitive and they do require intensive care, especially when you're talking about students with special needs. And um, how could, you know, could you please elaborate a bit on the steps as a teacher you can take to ensure the well-being, the mental as well as um, physical well-being of young students? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing that you need to tell yourself, which I think as adults we don't tell ourselves, is that this is an individual that is whole in his or her own self and we need to respect that so you know I think a simple thing if if I want a child to sit down and focus instead of saying it's class time sit down you can ask that can you sit down are you comfortable can we start class so I think the basic courtesy that we give to each other as adults we need to extend that to our children because otherwise they grow up thinking that it's okay to be spoken to in a certain way or it's okay for people to order me around and again, that leads to build-ups. So I think the most primary uh, thing of importance is to give them respect as humans and as their own individuals. You know, they're not just people that sometimes say like, currently I'm working with children who are five years old. So people just be like, what, what do they know? Like, you know, but no, like they have their own little worlds and it's really important to give respect because I think that's the only way children will also be receptive to you. So if they feel that you're respecting them, they'll also respect you back and then there'll be some sort of learning that happens. That's great. And um, more importantly, you know, as you spoke about social media being an advocate to voice your opinions and there are a lot of upcoming social service initiatives and, you know, youth-led organizations in specific that have gone out to address these issues of mental health and how important it is to focus on it for children as well. So what advice would you be giving from your experience and work in the social sector and what advice could you give to community and especially youth-led initiatives and organizations which are say using social media and other platforms to get a change and give back to the society. So um, is there anything you would like to add on that and a few tips or advice you would like to give to our listeners today? So I think definitely someone who's leading a non-profit or someone starting up, they should never settle. A lot of times people are told that, oh, like this is the best you're going to get, you're a non-profit. But no, like you should definitely, uh, you know, take your stand. So um, I think the most basic thing you see a lot of times in nonprofits are starting up is that they don't get a strong volunteer base. 
so you know they might get volunteers who turn up one day and they won't turn up the next day or something like that and then they're like but what can we do we're not paying them but no like there are people out there i was one of those people who worked for four years without you know any pay because i loved it so i think it's important to not settle because if you start settling there then you're never going to be able to deliver what you want to deliver so i think that's really important don't settle don't let someone tell you that if you're a non-profit this is all you can do like you can i really think it's important um you know people um a lot of times will give like used things to you know non-profits or whatever but i think we need to normalize that we can get first hand things for our children or you know we can buy things we can get expensive things um instead of just constantly focusing on the bare minimum we need to shoot higher i think that's one thing that we should try to do that's amazing i surely get that right and uh, additionally just um your personal insight as to you know what motivates you every single day and why you got into this particular field you know and how you as an advocate for kids and you know as a teacher what actually is the motivating factor that gets you working every day and keeps you attached to your and keeps you happy in your particular um field of interest so um what what is that any any personal incident you had any experience which really makes or changes you as a person right so i think actually uh, so i had grown up in the states and like i i was not this person i was extremely superficial and materialistic um but i think i moved to india in 2013 and i just happened until then my version of community service was like something i do for school like okay you know i have to do these many hours and um or it was something that i'll do to take pictures like oh let me like do this i can get a good picture or something like that and then i think i just found make a difference like on so oh, oh my god i'm so sorry i found the website and um it, it just i they called me for an interview like months later after i had registered so i had no expectation of um, anything working out but i went and then i was like oh this is interesting we're working with children and then i mean it just when i started working with the children i realized that this has nothing to do with me so it's not about my picture with the kids or it's not about what i'm feeling but it's actually about what can i do like you know you feel really empowered so that's where i was saying that you know you don't feel like you're giving away and you're drained or burnt out you actually feel very empowered that oh my god i can do something to help this child you know and they can do something to help me become more patient or whatever i want to become you know so i think um, it's it was not at all something that i strived to do in life but i got into it and yeah i think that's probably for me those small moments where um you know children have grown and you can see that that is what really motivates me or drives me like you know even today like one of the kids um, this just happened today in my class where um i asked them to do something and they're like no but we don't want to so it's okay right and i loved it i loved that they felt that they could tell an adult that we don't want to do this and i'm not going to write today so if you want me to write i'm not writing and i feel like really grateful that i am able to give that space to the children and that's what really motivates me because i think as children at some point we've all probably felt that we weren't given that space at some point or the other um so i think it's great that we can kind of break that chain and set things right for the next generation so that's amazing thank you once again for that and just lastly um if you um you spoke about how make a difference the foundation was a really key part um you know start of your journey 
So could you just elaborate on what exactly Make a Difference is and how it is working for a social change? And considering that it is such a huge organization, um, how is your role also a very key role in it? And how what exactly Make a Difference is for our listeners? Right. So I was in uh, Make a Difference for four years. Uh, from I joined in 2013, and um, they're a non-profit there in 23 cities in India. So they primarily work with uh, children who are at risk. So it could be children in shelter homes, or orphanages, different different areas, and they have different programs set. So there's one program which is for academic support. There's one program which is uh, for aftercare. So basically, what happens after the child leaves the shelter home when they're on their own when they turn 18? So there are many different programs that are there, and um, they—it's completely a volunteer-run base. Like so, in every city, there are volunteers and there's a fellow team, um, and there are many, many different things they do. Like there's something called dream camps, where every year uh, the children go on a two to three-day experiential camp. Um, you know, where they go through an arc of transformation. So that's basically about Mad. Um, I'm not. In that anymore, but yeah, I think once a master, always a master. So yeah, you can check out their website. It's makeadiff.in if anyone wants to. Yeah. So um, thank you so much for joining us today and taking out your time. It was really great talking to you, and I'm really sure that all of the young minds listening to this and even everyone will surely be inspired and will make a step towards a social change. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much. It was a pleasure.